0: Settles into her chair. Sitting just to her right, I hit record and Nancy leans in.
1: My name is Nancy Gertner. I was a United States District Court judge for uh, 17 years. And before I was a federal judge, I was a criminal defense and civil rights trial lawyer for many numbers of years.
0: You were appointed to the bench in 94, Mm -hmm. right? And that was a pretty significant year in the story of the war on drugs, as you know, um, and in the sort of mass incarceration and policing of of Black communities. So let's talk a little bit about the Clinton Crime Bill of 1994, the same year that you were appointed. You're you're rolling your eyes. Rolling
1: my eyes, right. Well, I mean, I think that it was a mistake.
0: The Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act took its name the Clinton Crime Bill, from the president who signed it into law in 1994. 356 pages fat, it's the largest crime bill of its kind in U.S. history. In many ways, it's a continuation of the zero-tolerance policies of the 80s. Among the bill's heaviest provisions, nearly $10 billion for prison expansion, heavier penalties for people labeled gang members, and one of its most infamous clauses, mandatory life without parole for three or more federal offenses. This three strikes rule applied to violent felonies and drug trafficking crimes. When this bill is law, three strikes and you're out will be the law of the land. The penalty for killing a law enforcement officer will be death. We will have the means by which we can say punishment will be more certain. The bill also expanded mandatory minimum provisions. For newly minted federal judge Gertner working out of a court in Boston, this was one of the most frustrating parts of her work, especially when she remembers her previous job as a civil rights attorney.
1: I was a lawyer in a world of discretionary sentencing where you could make an a, an appeal to a judge about who the human being was that you represented. And then I became a judge in a world of mandatory minimums and mandatory guidelines where the only thing that mattered, virtually the only thing that mattered was how much were the drugs and your criminal record and every other important issue about a human being, what their state of mind was, what their the context was, what their economic situation was, what their family, everything else was irrelevant.
0: Mandatory minimums for drug offenses didn't begin with the fight against crack cocaine in the mid-1980s. But Reagan's 100-to-1 rule increased those provisions in a major way. The Anti-Drug Act of 1986 raised those minimums for relatively small amounts of crack cocaine. Two things happened for judges like Nancy Gertner. They were now required to hand down deeply punitive sentences for small-time offenders. And there was absolutely no room to consider the person.
1: I mean, I saw that immediately. Almost from the beginning, I would do a a memo about the person, in a sense envisioning what I thought the sentence should be. And then I would look at what the guidelines required or what the mandatory minimums required, and I was horrified. You know, when you're in the job, it's very hard to keep sort of a dual sense going on, which is to say, I have to do this because the law requires it, and my God, this is wrong.
0: Can you give me an example of of having to actually do that weighing?
1: For example, I was on the bench perhaps four years or three years, and all of a sudden I got a 20-person case, supposedly all members of a gang. And the group included, certainly included, people who were charged with violent crimes. You know, Deserved substantial sentences. And then part of the group were also people who were cooperators, who may have included people, by the way, in charge with violent crimes, but made a different business decision. This was a business decision to basically cooperate with the government. And then there was a, another group that um, the government had swept up in this. We're not the major violent, we're not cooperating. And these are the people that were, you know, the cannon fodder of the drug war.
0: Nancy knew she had only a limited number of moves she could make to shave years here and there off of a prison term. If she did nothing, the heart sentencing just went on. But if she pushed too much, if she exposed herself as being too activist, she says she risked having her decision reversed in the appeals process. Then even the smallest deviation would be scrutinized. Judge Gertner was on a high wire.